All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Better late than never. Welcome. It's favorite. Fucking Anton Lander. I like, really like the backup color. Milk. Yes. This is Ceases. 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 Mm-hmm. Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. It's my favorite. A better late than never. This is so fucking sexy welcome ladies and gentlemen episode 16 better late than never your friend bag milk here Ooh, that cut off sharply uh i'm trying to do some edits on the podcast so i gave some i asked for some notes from some of the people i know in radio like jason gregor so he was running through a couple of old episodes and he's like hey man you should probably think about trimming that intro a little bit not that the intro is not great it's just a little bit long so surveyor brett what do you think about that what do you think? So right now the current intro is 59 seconds. Uh, I tried to get it to decline gradually today over the course of the last 15 so I could just start talking, maybe trim it up based on Gregor's feedback, but obviously that was a little bit sharp. A little bit sharp, you know? It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. But as always, the same thing remains, my friends at Arcadia Brewing. Check them out on their website, Arcadia Yeg. That's Arcadia Y-E-G. Dot com or on Twitter, you can go to Arcadia Brew Co. or Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram. 
no matter where you're at on social, Arcadia is there for you. Arcadia is there for you. So we've got less than a week since the last episode. A lot's got a lot has happened since then. I'm going to get to all of it. First, I'm going to give you a couple of episode, uh, updates on the podcast here. So if you've listened to it over the last couple of months and you've noticed when I'm speaking, not necessarily when I'm playing sound effects or clips or anything like that, that there's like a tinny kind of sound. Does that make sense? A tinny kind of sound underneath me? Well, I just ordered some new stuff today. Uh, it's going to take a couple of weeks to get here, so we've got a couple more episodes to get through. I'm going to keep working on it, but I'm hoping, at least based on what I read, that having this connection from my analog mixer into my MacBook is going to help. Arcadia wants me to fix it. So I say, Arcadia, no problem. I'm going to fix it for you. In the meantime, I'm going to go to ArcadiaYeg.com and check out all of their wares, all of their events, and everything they've got going on. But in the meantime, let's get to the news. The news brought to you by Manscaped.com. After lighting the lamp, hit the showers with this all-in-one skin and hair care kit that covers you from head to toe. Literally head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist, but now you can trust them with the rest of your body. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to Manscaped.com using the promo code BETTER20 to get 20% off your order and free shipping. Again, that's Manscaped.com. The promo code is BETTER20. That'll get you 20% off your order and free shipping. It's been a busy week since we last recorded. The last episode was on Thursday. Today's Wednesday. Three games in the mix since then. Three games. So let's walk through them really quickly. St. Louis. That one was a little bit scary, wasn't it? It was. Let's just be honest. A little bit scary. The Oilers built themselves up a lead. Allowed a couple of goals against that were questionable. Hey, all of a sudden they went right back into a tight game. Ultimately, though, the good news is that the Oilers beat that team, the Blues team. They're very, very good and took a little bonus hockey to get it done. 6-5 OT win there, but ultimately two points are two points, right? Excellent. Fast forward, Oilers needed to bounce back. I think they knew they were a little bit sloppy against St. Louis, so against Anaheim, that was not the case. Absolute route. 6-1 over the Ducks. That was a win that they absolutely had to have. It was one of those games where, listen, the Ducks are terrible. They look terrible. They play terrible. And it was no surprise, at least to me, that the Oilers absolutely dummied them last night. Not the same thing. Despite the uh, fact that the Sharks had lost three games in a row coming into last night's game, this was one of those ones where it was a little bit of a Steve Miller band situation for our boys where you take the money and run. The Oilers were not full of juice early on, especially in the first period. Mike Smith played well. Thomas Hurdle, the only goal that the Sharks did score, came on the power play. Some people were complaining about it on Twitter a little bit, but I'm going to give Mike Smith a pass on that one because uh, Hurdle absolutely teed off on it from the faceoff circle. Let's not pretend that he is not a good hockey player, right? If you remember, skills competition, he was in the hardest shot, right? Good. So... It wasn't a pretty win, but ultimately you take it because those were points that you need to have. The Oilers have now won five games in a row, which is excellent, excellent, excellent. And let's dig into some of those. Okay, so the first thing that I want to get to is our boy. Last week on the podcast, I was talking about Leon Drysaddle. He was chasing 100 points. He was chasing 50 goals. Well, our guy hit them both this week. And when asked about scoring 50 goals for the second time in his career, here's what Drysaddle had to say. 
I'm I'm very uh, happy about it. No no question. But um, it also shows you how how great my teammates are, right? Um, you know, they're the ones that that put me in these situations. They're the ones that that get me the puck in, in the right moments. And um, you know, we got we had such a selfless group out there. So um, it's it's just fun to be a part of. Didn't all go well for Leon that night. He banged up his knee, leg, Charlie horse. We don't know what happened, but he tried to hit Trevor Zegras at the end boards. Kind of missed, kind of hit him. Little in the middle somewhere. Leon had to miss last night's game against San Jose, and you could really tell. Leon had missed a game since 2017. 300 and some odd games of an Ironman streak in the middle there. Had missed one. It was weird to watch another game without him, to be honest. He's always been there. He's always been there. Like the sunshine coming through in a beautiful spring morning here in Capital City. Leon Drysaddle has always been there for us. However, maybe he just needed a day off. I'm hoping he's going to be back in against the Kings. There hasn't been any indication quite yet, but I also thought he was going to play yesterday since he was in the morning skate. Looked good. Jay Woodcroft kind of teased me a little bit. You sneaky tease, you Jay Woodcroft. You can't fool me, buddy, but you know what? I'll let you if you try. I'll let you. Because, uh, you know, Jay Woodcroft, he's my guy. Of course, that's the Jay Woodcroft music. Uh, other things that happened this past week. This one was against Anaheim. I was super pumped for the guy because I'm already falling in love with Brett Kulak. Brett Kulak scored his first goal with the Oilers. Obviously not his first NHL goal. This is a guy who's been around a little bit. But for a hometown kid to come in and score, uh, to score a big goal against it in a game that they had to have, I loved it. And when asked about it, again, this guy is just, there's nothing I don't like about Brett Kulak. It's nice to get the first one with a new team, but especially for me with the Oilers, you know, the the history I have following the team and growing up near the team and idolizing the team, it feels cool to uh, score a goal for them. So, uh, yeah, it was a fun night for me. It was a fun night for all of us, Brett Kulak, and that's the kind of attitude I love. I love when local guys... You know what? Another thing about Brett Kulak is I was talking about this on Oilers Nation Radio last week. I was like, maybe it's, you know, maybe if you sign, re-sign Brett Kulak, to a two, three-year deal in the offseason that will really mitigate the cost of acquisition, which was a second overall or a second round pick, um, plus William Lagason. Some people are like, well, I don't know if you can do that just yet. Well, the more he plays, the more he's showing me that we should probably consider it because this dude is good. He is good. He is good. And the nice thing about it is this is one of those hometown situations where it's not like he has a world's worth of pressure on him. He's a third-pairing defenseman that may slide up a little bit in your lineup depending on what's going on or how well he's playing, you know? What's not to like about that? It's like Stuart Skinner, you know? Hometown kid coming in. Last game he played with the Oilers was a shutout over the San Jose Sharks. I love all this shit. And if we can actually get one to work, oh, oh, oh. Another thing that happened this week is we got to talk about Connor McDavid hitting 40 goals once again. This guy is just, he's absolutely ridiculous. He's so good, and I can't even begin to explain how happy it makes me to watch him play hockey because he is an absolute freak. He's a game genie. He's a cheat code. He's whatever metaphor you want to use. I absolutely love him. When asked about scoring 40 goals, Connor McDavid said this. 40 plus goals, bro. How impressed are you with yourself? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's my job to produce, and I just try to do that every night. You humble devil, you. You humble devil. I'm not going to let it slide, Connor. You may be humble, but I'm not going to be humble for you. This guy is absolute magic. Absolute magic. In 
So right now, Connor, he's on a 14-game point streak. As always, he's doing his usual March late push run where he's absolutely unstoppable. Check this out. In 14 games, okay? Think about this. Actually, you know what? As you're listening to this, I'm going to give you a quick little break. A little moment of pause. I want to ask you to think about it in your head. In 14 games, right? In 14 games, I want to know how many points do you think Connor McDavid has? Go. That's long enough. So the answer is 12 goals, 15 assists, 27 points over that 14 games. He is an absolute juggernaut. The Oilers have 11 games left on the season, at least if I think my math is right. 11 games left on the season, and I cannot wait to see how high this guy can take it because he is absolutely money. Would you want anybody else on your team down the stretch? No, you wouldn't, because night after night after night after night, if you've been betting on him over the last 14 games, as I have, he didn't hit over one and a half for me last night, but for the most part, this guy has been money, easy money, in my pocket. The other big story of last night's win over the San Jose Sharks is, I mean, like, we all know who it is. We all know what it was, right? How about the old boy, Schmitty? Schmitty battling last night. He had 31 saves and a 969 save percentage. That's very, very nice. But even more important was that he started to look more like the guy that we needed him to be. And he's had a tough year. He's been injured. But if you're going to talk about that, as I have many times on this podcast and others, you got to give the guy credit when he's playing well. And right now, he's playing very, very, very well. In his last five starts, Mike Smith is 4-1 with a 2-1-9 goals against average and a 9-31 save percentage. That is absolute magic. And last night, last night, he capped it off with a play that I'm still thinking about it. Every time I think about it, it makes me laugh, you know? If you remember back to 2006, if you've been around long enough, if you remember way back then, Dwayne Rolison used to do a similar type of play. Well, apples and oranges a little bit. Dwayne Rolison used to bat out pucks out of the air with the paddle of his stick, and there was a game where he did it, landed right in front of Mike Pekka, he went it on a breakaway and scored. Last night, our boy Mike Smith did something similar, and rather than describe it to you, why not let Jack do it? Seven and six. Here's McLeod streaking in and a save made on a redirect by McDavid. Paddled away from McDavid by Reimer. That creates an odd man rush. Kocher dishing off. Burns a shot. Speared by Smith. Smacked down low. It's a breakaway to win it in overtime. McDavid scores! Connor McDavid from Mike Smith. The winner in overtime. Still getting chills just thinking about it. Man, I love Jack's calls. I know he's been around a long time. We've talked about him a lot over various podcasts and on the website, but that guy gets the juices flowing, doesn't he? He absolutely gets the juices flowing, and to have Jack call that game with that end and that finish was absolutely magic. And I, again, I'm still laughing about it because Mike Smith, <laughs> kudos to you, my friend. Kudos to you. You've taken a lot of shit across the NHL, just from NHL hockey fans at large, especially here in the city, right now you deserve a round of applause, and I'm going to give it to you. (laughs) 
After the game, of course, Connor McDavid got the winner, assisted by Mike Smith. It was his first of the year. He, uh, By the way, in case you're wondering, Mike Smith has the same amount of points as Josh Archibald. Is that fair? Smith has played three times the games. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, after the game, Connor McDavid was asked about the Smith assist, and here's what he said. Pretty quick, so I just tried to get uh, get there as quick as I could, and you know he he must be a, a curling fan or something. He had perfect perfect weight on it, so um, you know it was uh, a great play. He really did have perfect weight on it, didn't he? Mike Smith just kind of caught it, dropped it, shoveled it up. Connor skated into it, absolutely perfect. Again, Mike Smith, you've taken a lot of shit around here over the last I don't know since October, right? That's fair to say. And I, again, I'm going to give you a round of applause because you deserve it. Another couple of things I wanted to get to before we wrap up the news. Jay Woodcroft, I still love him, in 32 Thoughts. Over at Sportsnet, Elliot Friedman says that Ken Holland says they're going to talk to Jay Woodcroft postseason. Probably, I mean, obviously, a bit of contract extension, because how can you not? At this stage, Jay Woodcroft has been the head coach, well, at least as of April 6th, anyway. He's been the coach for 27 games. He is 18-7-2. And, and more, most impressively, the boys have had three separate five-game win streaks under his watch. And I just, oh, uh, that's why we got the Woodcroft music. Love that guy. Love that dude. He is doing everything we needed to, needed him to do as the head coach, and I absolutely love the way this team is playing for him right now. Sometimes I wonder, though. Sometimes I wonder. What would have happened had they made the right decision earlier? I know, we can't think about that. He's here now. That's what matters. Took a little bit too late. Took a little bit longer than we'd like, but, you know, we're watching. Don't let it happen again, right? Another thing I wanted to mention before we wrap this up. Today, April 6th, marks the anniversary of the final game at uh, Rexall Place, I should say. Northlands Coliseum, Skyreach Center, whatever you want to call it. I was there. Oilers beat Vancouver that night. They called out all of the alum post-game. Had the ceremony at the at Center Ice. It was an absolutely wonderful night to be at. I still got a scarf from that night. It was just fun to be there. And I thought it was an interesting little piece of Oilers history. Waz sent me that this morning, so I want to give a shout-out to Waz for hooking me up, doing a little producing on Better Late Than Never. And uh, maybe if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking back to Rexall Place, hit me up with a voicemail or just a tweet or a DM saying, what was your best memory at Rexall Place? I have a lot. 2006, I was at a lot of home games in 2006, and the atmosphere, the magic in that building was something I'll never forget, and that's probably as loud as I've ever heard a sporting event as well. I'm thinking about Game 3 against Detroit. I was there. That was in the first round. I remember the deafening roar of the crowd in there. You couldn't hear the announcements. You couldn't hear the music. You couldn't hear anything. Oilers fans are bananas, and I cannot wait until we get a little taste of that vibe in the city here again for the playoffs. Now, what does that mean? What does that look like? I'm glad you asked. Let me get to it. Looking at the standings today, again, April 6th we're talking here, the Oilers have played 71 games. They are at 87 points. They are now in second place. Can they catch the Flames? Can they sneak up on them? 
I'm thinking they can. I'm thinking they can. Over their last 10 games, the Flames are 5-3-2. and two. They lost a few in a row. They just won their last one, however. Oilers 7-2-1 and one in their last 10. They're playing very, very well right now, though they have a tough schedule coming up. We'll get to that in a second. But right now, Oilers in second place with 87 points. Flames in first with 91 points. The Los Angeles Kings, the Oilers just leapt over last night. They've played 72 games, have 86 points. So the Oilers are up a point, have a game in hand. Looking at fourth place, Vegas. They've played 71 games. They are five points behind the Oilers. They, however, are rolling. They've won five in a row. And I don't know. I don't know. Is it wrong of me? Tell me if I'm wrong here. Is it wrong of me to hope that Vegas misses? I just feel like they've had way too much fun since they've come into the league. It's annoying me. They could use a season or two or 12 out of the playoffs just like some of the other teams around here. I won't I won't say any names. I just would love Vegas to miss. Maybe that's maybe that's wrong of me, though. Should I be cheering against teams or cheering for the opponents of Vegas? I don't know. I just think they're having too much fun, and I would love, 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 love to look at the standings one morning, and they've got that little E beside their name, just like Seattle does, just like Montreal does, just like Chicago and Arizona. I'd love them all to be wiped out of there. Right? Of course. Of course. Of course. Either way, scoreboard watching at this stage of the season is starting to get stressful. My body is not used to it. I'm not sure how to handle it. But we'll get there. We'll do it together. That's the fun of sports. That's what this is all about. 11 games left for the Oilers after last night's victory over the San Jose Sharks. So coming up, this is what we got. Thursday, that's tomorrow. LA Kings, that's an 8.30 start. Boo! I hate the 8.30 starts. Last night, by the time I was done the B-Cast, it was, almost, it was almost midnight. I'm a little tired today. Maybe that's why I'm not as sharp. Maybe I'm sharper. I don't know. That's a game you have to have, right? They're a point ahead of, of LA. Game in hand. You need that one. You need that one. On Saturday, well, actually, even before I move on, if they play like they did last night against San Jose, however, against the Kings tomorrow, they're not going to win. Again, that was a Steve Miller band win last night in, in San Jose. You take the money, you run, you tuck it away. But let's not pretend like it was a spectacular performance. The Oilers need to be better tomorrow against L.A., and they especially need to be better on Saturday. That's an 8 o'clock start against Colorado. That's the late one on Hockey Night in Canada. So two big games coming up here to end off the week. Starting off next week, they've got another one on Tuesday against Minnesota. That'll probably be the three games between episodes of this podcast. So we've got to go what? What's fair? What's fair here? I obviously I want to go three and zero, but could you do? Could you get two and one out of here? Can you beat one of Colorado or Minnesota? Do you go one one and one? We'll see. Let me know. Hit me up at JSBM Bag Milk on Twitter. I would like to know what you think the orders need to do down the stretch. Gregor's been keeping track of what it's going to take them to get to the end uh, at ninety seven points. So right now the orders would have to go five and six to get there. I would rather them just win all the eleven games, then we don't have to worry about it. But that is a different story for a different day. According to Matt Iwanek, he keeps track of the magic numbers every year. The magic number for the Oilers is 18, so they need a combination of 18 points for or 18 points lost by the Golden Knights, and then they're in. And then they're in. So we'll be scoreboard watching for the next few weeks of this podcast. Oh, I promise you that. I promise you that. And with that, the news. Manscaped.com. 
After lighting the lamp, hit the showers with this all-in-one skin and hair care kit that covers you from head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com, using the promo code BETTER20, getting 20% off your order and free shipping. I promise you. I promise you. You're going to want to clean up downstairs. It's getting a little bit warmer. Nobody wants a musky man. That's all I'm saying. I'm just putting it out there. Just letting you think about it. Manscaped.com, promo code BETTER20. Caution! This podcast may contain traces of cheese and cherries. And with that, back to our regular programming. Welcome to the good life. Uh. Welcome to the good life. Of course, it's brought to you by my friends at Arcadia Yeg. Check them out at Arcadia Brew Co. on Twitter, Arcadia Brewing Co. on Instagram, or just ArcadiaYEG.com to get all the details on everything they've got going on. Of course, the good life is the segment we're just talking a little bit about life. This past Sunday, your boy here turned 37 years old. Can you believe it? 37 years old. Baba boy. Thank you. Um, it made me think, when did you start to feel old? When did you start to feel old? Because I'll tell you when I started to feel old. I started getting up out of bed and just having a sore back for some reason and just not really understanding why. Or I just have random pains. Or one time I threw my neck out getting out of the shower. All that shit's coming for you. If you're younger than 37, I promise you, all that shit's coming for you. And if you're older than me, I want to know when that stuff started happening to you. Leave me voicemails. Hit me up on Twitter. I just want to know. I just want to know. So I asked on Twitter today, when did you start feeling old? When did you start feeling old? And a couple of people had some really funny answers. Uh, there was a couple of answers. One is uh, from Loomis. I knew when I was getting old when I had to start taking Tums after dinners. I haven't gotten there yet. My gut is rock solid, at least to this point, knock on wood. But um, yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I had a buddy. Uh, I had a buddy, Kurt, send this one in. He just said, I started feeling old when I didn't know what the hell I was listening to on the radio. Not just the songs. No, that's normal. The artists. Who are these people? Why are they here? Why have I gone, why have I just listened to five or six songs in a row and not know who a single person is? Uh, Welcome to the good life. So on Sunday, I uh, turned 37. I went out for dinner with my family to Mikado for sushi. And it was absolutely delicious. I love sushi. I'm a big fish guy, big seafood guy. So to go out and grab some really, a really nice meal was fantastic. Where I felt old, though, was the deal, the promo that they had running at the restaurant. They said, hey, if you order a pint of Sapporo, you get this free Sapporo bottle opener that is in the shape, uh, in the shape of a samurai sword. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how. That's that's what I need. If I have two beers, can I have two? And she's like, No, you can only have one. I was like, Well, I'll have two beers anyway. But can I please have that bottle opener? So now I've just been kind of carrying it around. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't know. It's just like a normal bottle opener, but it's about six inches tall and it looks like a mini sword. And I want to carry it around, just feel like a ninja for ten minutes. You know, I'm never allowed to feel like a ninja. I feel like I should be allowed to feel like a ninja. So that was another one of those things where I felt old. It was just like when I got my Dyson Dustbuster, and I'm like, man, this thing is excellent. It's excellent. I got a Ninja Blender, same thing. I find myself turning into my dad slowly, slowly by the day. I stocked up on wool socks as well this this winter. That is a bagmo confession. That is a bagmo confession. Maybe that's an idea for a segment we should do on this. 
better late than never confessionals. I'll disguise all of your voices and you can just say whatever you want to confess to, unless it's a crime, in which case I will turn you in. But there are times where sometimes you just need to confess that you're, that you're turning into your parents, right? Another thing that I have really come to love this week. Welcome to the good life. Button delay on that one. Uh, another thing I've come to love this week is F1 Drive to Survive the series. It's it's old. It's it's not new by any means on Netflix. I've been talking to Jay about it for a while now. He absolutely loves this show. So as we were going down to Calgary, he's just like, you love sports documentaries. I think you should watch it. So I kicked off this week watching F1 Drive to Survive. And I, I got to say, Jay was right. That show is absolutely magic. It's a lot of fun to see the behind the scenes stuff. The drivers hate each other. The teams hate each other. There's a lot of money flying around and there's everything good about it. So if you're looking for a new show, you like sports documentaries, don't even, I like, listen, I do not care about F1. I don't care about car racing, but this documentary, in fact, may turn me into a race fan. I don't know. I really don't know, but I got to tell you, anytime I have a free hour or whatever the episodes are, I'm going to throw on F1 Drive to Survive. The downside of this will be when I get... Welcome to the good life. Whoops. Oh. <laughs> the downside will be when I run out of episodes. I just wrapped up season one. Man, good show. Second thing I want to, before we end up the good life, come on, button. Welcome to the good life. <laughs> oh. uh, next week, I'm going to have a very cool guest on the podcast, Colin Bazran. If you don't know who that is, he's the mayor of Kelowna. What you may not know about the mayor of Kelowna is that he is a massive Oilers fan behind enemy lines, so I'm going to talk to him about that. And I'm also going to talk to him about maybe, just maybe, figuring out a way that your boy Bagmo could come out to Kelowna and go on some kind of wine tour. So listen out for that next week. Colin Bazran, mayor of Kelowna, will be my guest on Better Late Than Ever. Welcome to the good life. Oh. I need to build out sound effects for that one, I think. Right? Of course I do. But now... It's time for everyone's favorite, or least favorite, segment. Ladies and gentlemen, the Rig Hand Distillery voicemail. Rig Hand Distillery, home of Brum, home of Double Double. Head on over to RigHandDistillery.com, and I'm going to beg you to check out the tour and tasting coupon they have right there on the website. Go check out the facility in Nisku, have a little tour, have a little drink, grab yourself a couple of bottles of something, provided that you are of legal drinking age. Again, that's RigHandDistillery.com. Go check them out. A little bit of a quieter week with the voicemails this week, I wonder... Maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm overthinking, actually. I wonder if some of the spiciness that's come up over the last couple of weeks in the voicemails has led to some people not leaving as many. I don't know. But today I've got, what do I got? i got 11 voicemails to get through. We're going to go through all of them. We're going to see how many of my questions we asked. We're going to see what kind of questions you've got. And for our friends at Rig Hand Distillery, let's get to it. Bag milk, I'll tell you when I knew I was old. Back when I posted a small clip of Connor McDavid with Eminem's Till I Collapse in the background, and someone commented, can you not post music that was released 20 years ago? Uh, yeah, I didn't realize uh, the Eminem show came out back in 2002, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, yeah, that's when I knew I was old. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm 25. I'm getting up there in age, right? So, You know what it was? I did ask the question, when did you feel old? But I'm not going to allow that. <laughs> Ooh. 
in 2002, I was in grade 11, Was You, were, you weren't even born yet, I don't think. I mean, don't check the math on that. Don't check the math on that. But Was I'm not going to accept that as an answer. I, listen, you're talking about the Eminem show? When I was, I'm going to try and think now, grade 9 when the Marshall Mathers LP came out, and Stan was just huge, you know, that whole album was monstrous. I was in grade 9, man. I don't hear about this, Was. Uh, hello, Mr. Bad Milk. I was mm-hmm. kind of curious. I want your opinions. Maybe you know this. Uh, how expensive were playoff tickets in 2006? Or specifically, Stanley Cup final playoff tickets in 2006? Because I was kind of wondering while I was in the shower. You know, shower thoughts. Um, like, how much would a Stanley Cup final ticket in Edmonton cost today? We'd love to know your thoughts. I was very, very lucky in 2006. I was a sales rep, a very, very bad one. But I got to go to Oilers games for free that whole playoff run. So how much did they cost? I don't know. Mmm, I love me some free tickets. I do love me some free tickets. But I do know, if you think back to the interview I did with Wanye a few episodes back, he pawned a TV. He pawned a flat-screen TV to go to Game 6 against of the Stanley Cup Finals against the Carolina Hurricanes. As far as I know, that's when the Stanley Cup Finals ended. But um, whatever Wanye's TV was worth. How's that? Is that a good answer? I do know that I'm going to think back to 2017, though. I went to a few games where I actually did pay for the tickets in 2017, and I remember paying a lot. I remember paying a lot. Does it make sense to pay 350 or $400 for two tickets? Because I feel like that's what I paid, but I don't really remember. I really don't remember, but I feel like it was somewhere around there. Man, we just need the Oilers to go on a consistent run of playoff hits where we're actually allowed in the building. Fucking pandemic. And then I can be able to tell you. I, I just don't know, Waz. I don't know what to tell you. I just don't know. Hey, Bag Milk. Kate here. What are your thoughts on either Nuge or Hyman being a dark horse for the Lady Bang this year? Ooh, Kate, that is a good question. Hmm. I could see... Man, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is so good on the PK. Last night, he got that massive shorthanded goal. Both he and Hyman are just magic together on, while shorthanded. So, dark horse, maybe... I just don't think that uh, either of them would have the juice to beat a guy like Sasha Barkov out of Florida. He just seems to be the he seems to be a guy. Patrice Bergeron is always in the conversation. I think they probably would have to juice up their offense as well a little bit to get in the mix. But I would love to be wrong. I would absolutely love to be wrong. I would love to see my boy Nuge win a major award. I would absolutely love it. He got screwed royally in the Calder. <laughs> trophy voting when he's rookie season because he missed a, he missed some games with that shoulder injury despite finishing the game with as many points as Gabriel Landeskog, but that is not something I want to talk about. It is a grudge instead that I've been carrying for 11 years. All right, let's move on. Can you feel the beef? Can you feel the beef? Beef is in the shoe. What can you do? Stop that. It's silly. <laughs> Ah, oh, donkey volley. You never fail to impress, my friend. You've got weird takes, and I like it. Please never stop leaving me voicemails. All right, mate. Uh, this is your new uh, English person uh, speaking on your voicemail. <laughs> Basically, um, I'm from Liverpool. It's great. Love it. It's from northwest of England. But actually, it was me fooling you all along. It's the donkey from the North East. Hello. I'm 
back. <laughs> well, he's back and his batteries have died. <laughs> I don't know why I like it so much. I know some people don't like Donkey Volley's messages because I hear about it. But for me, from my perspective, I like it because they're stupid and my sense of humor is dumb like that. And please don't ever stop. I don't know. I mean, like, maybe change the batteries. I don't know. I don't know. Beg milk. I'm so sorry if I sound a little fucking fired up about this. Presto? I am so sick of Sportsnet slapping regional restrictions on me halfway through Oilers games. Does anyone use any streaming services outside of these idiots? Because I can't handle them anymore. I I'm just trying to enjoy hockey, man. Like I'm just trying to enjoy the game, and I I I can't I can't like they stopped me halfway through the second period against the Blues. I just see the turmoil in the game collapsing, and I can't watch. Do you know of any streaming apps that are better than Sportsnet and that aren't so shitty with their regional restrictions? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I've never, I've never experienced that because obviously I live in Edmonton, so I get to watch the Oilers games as much as I want. Um, I've never heard of that. The only thing I can even have that relates is last night during the game when shit was going on. I think it was in the second period, and all of a sudden a fucking Pepsi commercial comes on, and they're just like, "Hey, I know you probably want to watch the hockey game, but here's a chunk of this Pepsi commercial because we pushed a button at the wrong time." Now, to be fair. Pepsi must have been pumped because they were trending all over Edmonton last night for a long time. And that's because, again, Sportsnet just threw in a Pepsi commercial. Now, I don't know how I would feel if I was watching the game and, like you said, against St. Louis when things were starting to go off the rails there and it just shut off on me. I don't have an option. But if you have an option for Presto, I'd love to hear it. The first thing that comes to my mind is three little letters. Three little letters. Presto, you might want to check into a good VPN. VPN. Check that out. Baggage milk. Whoa. Your friend, Tie-Tie Urenchuk, <laughs> me away to get free cheese. I hear First of all, I don't know what's going on with this robot voice, but now you're talking about free cheese and Tyler Urenchuk, I am interested. You like cheese. Do you like Free cheese? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't be teasing me, robot. This cheese is, in fact, homemade. Oh, I don't want to do that. Tai-Tai makes his own. Ooh, and he loves it. He called it... Smegma. Smegma. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tyler Ramchuk making smegma cheese. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was like, where's this going? Where's this going? I know you can buy cheese kits at home. I'm not. I've got no interest in doing that. <laughs> and then it turned into the <laughs> Tyler take a travel somehow. It's so stupid. Uh, why would anybody not like the voicemail, I wonder? Hmm. I don't know. I could never imagine why nobody would want to participate and enjoy this intellectual podcast i've got going on next message hey big milk so i see you post on your instagram every week that you find free things in quotations outside mm-hmm. um it looks like more like litter or treasures i guess uh excuse me excuse me before we go on with this voicemail 
The Good Life is not just a segment on this podcast. If you follow me on Instagram, hi, my name is Bag Milk. You'll know that I find treasures on the side of the road all the time. You just walk around if you're looking for it. You got good living out there. You got good living. Upgrade your house. Looking around my living room right now, it is adorned with items that I've found on the side of the road. Do they smell like pee sometimes? Are they covered in pee most of the time? But does that mean they're not good to me? No. No, it doesn't. I don't know. Um, I wanted to know, what is the weirdest thing that you've found on the ground outside? Um, and why is it the weirdest thing? Have you found, like, a miscellaneous flip-flop that's missing a portion of the flip-flop? I found a lot uh, of flip-flops. I see you found a TV. Did you take the TV home? Did you test it? Hmm? Of course. I don't know. I'm kind of curious as to what the weirdest thing you found outside on your adventures, I assume, with Frank. Um, yeah. Uh, that's a hard one, to be honest. Uh, putting me on the spot. If I really thought about it and looked back through my Instagram, I would probably have a better answer, but there's some that stick out for sure. Uh, I found one, I found a, a full pineapple. Like, just, it had the, the tag on it from the grocery store and everything. So, like, that's a grocery deal. We're talking better late than ever grocery deals. There you go. Free pineapple. I found a free pizza. It was a frozen pizza just in its packaging. It was wrapped, just laying, just laying there. I mean, I don't know who was walking, making their way down the road, just bumping along, maybe listening to some songs, some tunes, maybe listening to this very podcast, and you drop your pizza, and you're just like, I'll leave it there. I imagine, though, this is how I thought about it. After I saw the pizza, I just imagine when you got home, you're excited, you flip on the oven, you're like, I cannot wait to eat this Casa de Mama frozen pizza that I bought just for tonight. And then you look in your bag and it's gone. Oh, that's heartbreak. That is a lot of heartbreak right there. And I just... <sighs> Why are you so pissy? Because I lost my pizza. I lost my pizza. Why are you bullying me? Uh, another one that I think of all the time that I found was I found an elliptical and firstly finding an elliptical machine is one thing but the location where I found it was what made it especially interesting to me it was just by a path like in the middle of nowhere like there wasn't necessarily so I go on some long walks with Frank and where I go there's there's different routes I go to and this elliptical was just kind of on the side of the path in the middle of nowhere there wasn't any houses around necessarily I don't know where they were going or coming from so when I think about weird shit that I've found on the side of the road it's always the elliptical I think of and it was a good shape too it was a good shape like for real like jokes aside had I had a friend there or if I owned a truck I don't I probably would have gone to pick it up <laughs> You know, I don't know. I just find the good life is it's a weird thing that I've been doing for years now because it just seems like people are always throwing shit away that I don't understand why they're throwing them away. You know? It's always surprising to me. Hey, Bag Milk. Last one of the day. Um, I was looking at the standings as of recently, and I saw that we are uh, four points back of the Flames. Um, now, I know we have to worry about shaking the Kings 100% uh, before we can start thinking about the Flames as a target to try and get, but how um, many games uh, do we need to win, or what do, what do we need to do as a team to pass Calgary in the standings? And now, obviously, it could be as easy as winning two games and them losing two, and then we're tied, uh, but, you know, like, what is coming up in our schedules that looks like 
maybe the Oilers, if they can, you know, keep this ball rolling uh, into the playoffs and Calgary kind of slips a little bit, where do you think that Calgary could maybe make that slip and Edmonton could gain that ground with uh, what I think is nine or ten games remaining? So I love this question, but it's not going to be easy to catch the Flames. And here's why. So looking at the Flames schedule, I'm going to walk through the Oilers schedule after, but looking at the Flames schedule, here's what they've got coming up, right? So this week, let's just compare weeks, right? So they've got three more games this week. They've got Anaheim, they've got San Jose, and they've got Seattle. That's their three games this week. Where you compare that to the Oilers, well, it gets a little bit more difficult for our boys now. We've got L.A. tomorrow. We've got Colorado on Saturday. So we got two more games this week before the weekend. Calgary's got the three, but they've got three shitty teams. Next week, let's look at next week what Calgary has. Tuesday, they play Seattle. Then they play the Golden Knights. Then they play Arizona. Those are, at least as of today, three non-playoff teams next week. As for the Oilers, what do they get? Well, they get Minnesota on Tuesday, Nashville on Thursday, and then Vegas on Saturday. So they've got one team that's not in the playoffs. Nashville is on the edge there in the wild card. But looking at the schedule, the Flames just have a much easier ride to close things out. And that's the reality and the hard part for the Oilers. Like, we're talking about games against Colorado and Vegas and Dallas and Pittsburgh, whereas the the Flames have the, the toughest game that I see on their schedule is they've got Vegas, They've got two against Nashville, they've got Minnesota, and then the rest are against non-playoff teams. So catching the Flames is certainly doable, but the Oilers are going to need to go on a run and they're going to need some help. So I don't know. I really, really don't know what is the answer there. I'd love to see it. I mean, I'd love to see it. Obviously, we're talking about the Flames. I hate them. I really, really, really would love the Oilers to catch them, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. We can do it. We just got to keep our guns loaded, looking forward, keep winning games. Keep winning games. Hey, Big Milk. Nick here. Go Oilers. Uh, so I saw your prompt about uh, worrying about the Oilers uh, making the playoffs. And call it PTSD, call it whatever you want. I'm kind of worried about the Oilers' chances to make the playoffs. Uh, I know... It was probably mentioned on Real Life. Uh, I can't remember where I heard it. Uh, but the Oilers, and I did look into this myself, they have the second hardest strength of schedule remaining, the only team that... There you go. So we were just, that was the last message. How can we catch the Flames? Here we go. We got our boy checking into the difficulty of schedules. Continue. Harder strength of schedule is the New York Islanders, who aren't making the playoffs. So they have the hardest remaining schedule out of any playoff team. Meanwhile, teams they are competing with, like LA and Vegas, have cakewalks of schedules so this just worries me a little bit so we're gonna have to win some tough games against hard competition so with that in mind what are your predictions do you think the others can still make the playoffs if they do do you think they can still finish second in the pacific thanks big milk Oilers. yeah i think that second position is theirs and i hope that we're looking at first as i want to win the division i want to hang a banner uh, but you're right, the schedule is not easy. So if we're going to bring it up again, looking at the Oilers schedule here, so to close it out, I'm just going to run through these games really quickly. L.A. tomorrow, you got to have it. Colorado on Saturday, they played Colorado well. Can you get a win there? That's a home game. Oilers are playing really well at home. Then they go to Minnesota for an away. Nashville, they've been playing well against uh, Nashville over the last little while. Love to win those. I'd love to see them win two of the next three. 
Vegas on the Saturday. That's a home game at 2 p.m. Need to have that one. That's on the 16th. Then Dallas on the 20th, a little bit tougher. Colorado again, not great. Columbus on the 24th, absolutely have to have one. The 26th, that one's against the against Pittsburgh. The Penguins are always good. We always know it. Crosby, McDavid, there's always that, like, there's hype there. There's hype there, but that's a dangerous team. The last two games of the year, I'd like to see them close both of those out. That, you got San Jose on the 28th, and then the final game of the year is against Vancouver. We need to get those games. So here's the ones that they absolutely have to win. If you're talking about points, Gregor, to, Gregor's been doing the math. So to get them to 97 points, they have to go at least 5-6 and six for the remainder of the season. So L.A., there's one of your five. Need to have that one, right? Nashville, I'm going to put that as two. Vegas, that's three. You can beat Dallas or Colorado. Need that one. Columbus, you absolutely have to have. San Jose, Vancouver. So that, the absolutely have to have games. I'm counting seven wins for the Oilers there. This is going to be very, very, very tight. And it's it's nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking. And it's especially annoying, like you say, when teams like the Kings, they just don't have that difficult of a schedule. Let me pull up their schedule here right away and see what they've got closing out. So tomorrow they've got Edmonton. Then they get uh, their next one's against Minnesota. That's not easy. We need help from Chicago. Chicago is can be difficult, but they can also be a cakewalk. They've got Colorado. need Colorado to help us there. Columbus, Anaheim, Chicago, Anaheim, Seattle, Vancouver. So their schedule is very, very friendly. And it makes me nervous makes me nervous. So really, it's about putting as much space behind them, or between the Oilers and them, and Vegas as possible. As possible. And if we go over to the Golden Knights schedule, let's break down what they've got. I mean, now that I'm looking at it, it's super annoying that the Golden Knights just have, or that the Kings just are facing nothing but non-playoff teams. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Now looking at Vegas here, I'm just riffing, so give me a second. You know what their website is? Is it goldenknights.nhl.com? I'm going to check it out. Goldenknights.nhl.com. I'm very prepared here on Better Late Than Ever, as always. And uh, I, hope <laughs> I hope you're very thrilled with my research that I'm doing here on the fly. So Vegas plays Vancouver tonight. would be really nice if Vancouver could do us a solid. they got Arizona on Saturday. Lame. Then they've got Vancouver, Calgary, Oilers, New Jersey, Washington, San Jose, Dallas, Chicago, St. Louis. So they've got some difficult games in there, but they've also got some gimmies. So we're going to need some of these like gimme teams like New Jersey or, or Vancouver or San Jose or Chicago. We need some help. We need some help, and especially because Dallas is on a five-game heater right now, I would love to see that end tonight for them. So it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, and it's going to be stressful, and it's going to be exciting. But the boys are playing some good hockey right now, so we got to hope. we got to keep our fingers crossed. we got to reach out to the hockey gourds and hope that we can get a couple of wins against some teams that are very good. And I know the Oilers can do it if they're on top of their game. And for that, we're going to wrap up the Rick Hand Distillery voicemail. RigHandDistillery.com. That's where you got to go to get the tour and tasting coupon. It's right there on the website. That gets you a free, a free pass in and a, a little drink. It's a little drink, you know? What else do you need? RigHandDistillery.com. Go check it out. Grab a bottle of Double Double. That's for your coffee. Put it on ice cream. Whatever you like. 
To wrap up this week's episode of Better Late Than Never, I asked all of you, I said, describe last night's OT winner in one word. And if you don't remember it, let's let Jack Michaels talk about it one more time. Seven and six. Here's McLeod streaking in and a save made on a redirect by McDavid. Paddled away from McDavid by Reimer. That creates an odd man rush. Kocher dishing off. Burns a shot. Speared by Smith. Smack down low. It's a breakaway to win it in overtime. McDavid scores. Connor McDavid from Mike Smith. The winner in overtime. So to wrap up this week's podcast, I ask all of you, describe the OT winner in one word. Ryan Pike from Hems Nation just says, Schmitty. Taylor Smith from Sonic says, Schmitty. Spiced Oil says, Schwing. Surveyor Brett, an homage to the Real Life Podcaster, says, 10. Verbrug says, whoa. Arch, uh, Archaeologue guy says, embattled. Genji says, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Mike the Destroyer says, nice dessert after a terrible meal. That is too many words. Jeff says, sleeping. Adam says, kisses. Uh, Griffin says, oh, shit. Uh, Book says, goal of the year. Again, we are got too many words here. Danny says, sublime. Hank says, shuffleboard. Uh, Oily Sink says, erection. HG says, relief. Kevbo says, epic. Heather says, pass. Mark says, fap. Jeff says, lit. Uh, we got another scooper, califragilistic, expialidocious. We got pumpernickel. We got schmittastic. And there we go. There we go. It was another episode of Better Late Than Never. Please tell your friends about this podcast. I would love to grow it even further. The numbers are doing really, really well. I'm happy about it. I'm super excited that all of you guys seem to like it. And please keep leaving me voicemail. So again, I want to just wrap it up. I want to say thank you to Arcadia Brewing. Title sponsor since day one. I love you. Arcadia Yeg, go check them out. Manscaped.com. Use the promo code BETTER20 to get 20% off your order and free shipping. And, of course, Rig Head Distillery for sponsoring the voicemails. Now, if you've got questions for next week's guest, Colin Bazran, he's the mayor of Kelowna. You might be wondering what he's doing on my podcast. That's a very fair question. I will ask him, though. Hit me up with your questions. Slide into my DM. Say, hey, I've got a, I've got a question for the mayor. Just say question for the mayor, and I will ask him those questions. So for another week, I appreciate all of you. I love you. Please subscribe. Please leave some reviews. I've been looking. There's no reviews that I can check out. I'd love to read your thoughts. So hit me up again. Let me know what you're thinking. Please keep leaving the voicemails until next week or an emergency podcast. I haven't done it in a while. Maybe we'll see something happens. This is Better Late Than Ever. I'm Bag Milk. Thanks for being here. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.